welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. This one is very special. This was our live episode at SF Sketchfest with the one, the only, the queen goddess of digital content, someone that I've looked up to for years, Felicia Day. We also want to thank Twitch for the footage from the actual live recording of the podcast. This was so fun. Felicia's a mom, a mogul, and it's just got the same hang-ups about her hair that I do. So enjoy this live episode from SF Sketchfest of Not Too Deep with Felicia Day. Not, not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by the OkCupid dating app. OkCupid dating app is the only dating app that finds you someone based on who you are and what you're into. Answer fun questions and meet someone who shares your deep love or loathing of pineapple on pizza or commiserate on your views of the current state of the world. The OkCupid dating app has awesome people like you who are into what you're into. Download the free OkCupid dating app today. Hello! Good evening! What time is it? Okay. Hi guys, thank you so much for being here. This is going to be very, very fun. Um, You're at the Streamy award-winning podcast, Not Too Deep. Um, Yeah, that's important, specific, and we're really proud of it. Um, I'm going to be very upfront with you. I am aggressively hungover today. (laughs) So it's, uh, nothing is different this episode, basically. Um, So yeah, this is a struggle bus today for all of us, and I'm glad that you guys are here to enjoy it. Because it's a very, very, very fun episode of the Streamy Award-winning podcast, Not Too Deep. Um, also, we're going to do things a little bit differently here. Uh, we're going to talk to our absolutely fabulous guest. And then uh, we want you guys that are actually in-house with us tonight to participate. So if you have any questions stewing, brewing in your brain, um, continue them on the slow cooker until later on. Uh, and we will get to those. So stew and brew. Um, okay, I'm very thrilled to bring out someone that I've been insanely inspired by uh, in my journey in the digital world, in my journey in becoming an independent woman, uh, and just in general, someone that I think um, makes, I got out of breath reading her Wikipedia page like an hour ago. And I was just reading it in my head and I got very tired in my hotel room. Uh, I don't know, I mean, it's always kind of bullshit to give her a bunch of different like slash, 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 but she's an American actress, a voice actress, a singer, a writer, a web series creator, and one of her greatest accolades of all time that I only learned today, and I cannot wait to get into this, is that uh, she is one of the stars of Bring It On Again. (laughs) Please give a round of applause for today's Not Too Deep guest, Felicia Day. Welcome, welcome. Why? It's on your Wikipedia. I'm allowed to ask. My Wikipedia says that I'm a pole vault medalist and that I did the Miss New Jersey pageant. So if I get that asked, you get that asked. Are you really a pole vault champion? One time I did it and I was the only girl competing. So technically I won. (laughs) 
So you got a, like a sexist medal for it? Big time. But I took advantage of it. I looked around and I said, there's no other females. I think I can throw my legs up over that. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and now it's on my Wikipedia page. Um, so let's get to the core of where you've built your brand. Bring it on again. Okay, listen. <laughs> That was such a long time. First of all, I think that was my first real job as an actor. And when I look back at my fashion, uh-huh. some of my worst, <laughs> I had like those aggressive, like I, it, they were late nineties that I just, I guess was bled over to the early two thousands uh-huh. because I just kept them the chunky, you know, like you're a redhead, but then you think this looks natural. Let's do an inch stripe of platinum here. <laughs> And then it had like that unfortunate flip out uh-huh. that was like oh, uh, the this the that yeah. yeah it was like the Paige Davis trading spaces because yeah. I was twenty years younger than her clearly I ne- that's who I needed to emulate <laughs> style icon Paige Davis yeah. from TLC's trading places I mean I always thought she was so peppy but I I see yeah. now the hate in her eye yeah if you watch a rerun yeah the going through it movement yeah, yeah just she's... going through it like this is it this I was a musical theater major and this is it I made it. <laughs> Um, also, so, okay, I want to get into so much stuff, and I'm sure you've been asked a billion times about a billion things because your career has a billion different just, like, notches to it. Um, but one of the fun facts that we found was that your mom drove you to Ohio and surprised you with a Mouseketeers audition. <laughs> Is that true? That's true. It's from my bio. I mean, I did write truth in my biography. Oh, see. Hmm. I did. Uh, teach me your ways. <laughs> No, my mom is a real kooky. She's a kooky lady. Okay. She's memorable. She would spend an hour. <laughs> I don't know if that's a great uh, adjective for someone. You're memorable. She definitely makes an impression. Like, if I ever run into anybody, it's like, oh, how's your mom? I'm like, I didn't know you know my mom. <laughs> but thanks. She's the kind of person who will spend an hour at, like, the Clinique counter learning, like, counseling the woman who works there on her relationship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And then you never see him again. I'm so I'm really glad you invested that time, Mom. But yeah. my brother and I are just sitting here. Yes, that was my childhood. So That's she amazing. really. I mean, she had the best of intentions, but I don't think she had the practical application of preparing a child. Okay. So she would just take me places. Like we're gonna go um, audition for the American Ballet Theater. I'm like, I just started doing ballet, Mom. <laughs> setting me up for success right now how did she get you into these auditions she just register like children can be just cattled out i mean you can audition for anything oh i guess if you just show up you show up they're like you're on the list i get i don't know it's kind of (laughs) like you get past the bouncer to get your child into some weird camp that you never actually send them into that's true wait so how did the audition go it was not good and that's why i to this day (laughs) have an anxiety disorder around auditions well, okay. Speaking of mom, <laughs> your newest, I think, profession is you're a mother now. I mean, supposedly. I don't get paid for it. So I don't know if I it's know, a profession. That sucks. That's why I haven't done it. Yeah. Until I can get just nonstop brand deals out of like something shooting on my cooter. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, you could be that woman who's like, uh, shows like little shows Ashley, no like emotional connection to the thing that they yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You do yeah. that. Or you could just be, I'm just using this as a way to reinvigorate my brand. Like yeah. you're a mommy blogger now. Oh. Just like exploit, exploit, exploit. Oh, a scummy mommy vlogger. I don't think that genre exists right now. I could pave the way. No, there are some scummy mommy blogs. Did you oh. see there's one woman who was like, she put a picture of one of her children 
online and it was his birthday or something. And she's like, I don't forget the kid's name. It's like uh, little Logan. I love you so much. And it, it breaks my heart that you get uh, fewer likes than my other two babies. You're just, (laughs) this is for real. This is for real. And it's like, she goes on. It's, you know, one of those Instagram posts where it's like a blog post with just under a child's smiling face where I'm like, I see the torment in your eyes, Logan. I'm so sorry. Oh no. But she was like, basically like frustrated that she that he didn't get enough likes and that one day he would be demoralized by the fact that he got less social engagement than his siblings. This wow. is a real authentic. So there are scum out there who have yeah. a, a coochie, scummy cooch. Yes, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and that's why I only post like two pictures of my baby a year because I'm like, I would love to make money off of you. I see the temptation. <laughs> I would love to have free things just flood and like, oh, look, you got a new pair of shoes. But, oh, man. Uh, you know, think I'm about gonna... the stuff that you could get sent from Jessica Alba. She's not sent me anything. Oh, well, I'll DM her after this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but what I was curious about, because, um, and we talked about this a little bit before, what are your parameters in terms of, like, how much you post of your kid? Like, you are protective. I of- mean, I, um, you know, it's it's not right for me to make her a vehicle of my own business, in mm-hmm. a sense. So sure. I don't want to exploit her. But then I really... I don't, it's, it's a really hard balance because I, most of my day is, I mean, I do have a nanny who takes care of her because I do work during the day and, but I'm around her. I make sure to be around her. So, but in total, I I don't, I can't talk about the six hours of like fallout I played anymore because that's child (laughs) neglect. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah. Well, you just definitely talked about it. Yeah, well, I mean, those are the, those are the good old days, Grace. I mean, so like, there's not like, if I don't talk about it at all, like, I don't know if I have anything left of myself. Right. Right. right so right. then, um, so I, I kind of like, and I want to share it because it's like amazing seeing a person, like I can mold this person and yeah. oh my God, I'm molding this person. Like, but, um, uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of a balance. So what I'm sure I do, it's also like a continuous learning curve. Always, always. Yeah. And it's just now that she's becoming a real person, I'm even more like protective. Like I don't want to use her, but then I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not like crazy about it. So I post a couple pictures of her a year and I, as she gets older, I don't know if I'll do that anymore because sure. I don't want her to be recognizable. Cause I think when we start to see ourselves outside of ourselves through the other people's eyes, then you start to get stunted by their perception of you. Cause nobody's going to see you the way that you see yourself and yourself. Right. And Does I that think a hundred percent makes sense. Resonates so hard because it's not even about like nowadays, a, a, like a parent putting a kid in front of a screen. It's like a kid will be on social media, which will also have that effect on them regardless. Yeah. So do as much as you can now to keep them pure. Exactly. And good. I'm trying. She won't even grow up to be an evil scientist. I mean, an evil scientist would be cool. That'd be actually fucking rad. I would be cool with yeah. her. Like plague. I mean, you, not a not a, plague? a harmful plague, but like a plague that she. You want her to grow up to be a plague? No, I, I <laughs> to like develop a plague, but like oh. not a, a not a deadly plague. I don't want her to murder people, but maybe just like a weight loss plague. Okay. That's basically just... A, we can continue brainstorming this. <laughs> Let's plot out her future and then I'll, I'll you know, and let her bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any career path that you want her to stay away from? Like if she got into entertainment, if she got into gaming, if she got into comedy, like are there avenues that you're like, I'll let her do it, but I also feel a little uncomfortable with it. I mean, Republican? Yep. <laughs> okay. 
I was literally thinking that the other day. Like, I really just want to be, I think my, my job is to allow her to grow up and find herself mm-hmm. and not overdo, overdo, unduly influence her. But of course, I'm going to expose her to board games way more than any other normal parent would be. And sure. if she decides she likes sports, I will be disappointed and I won't be able to hide that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I feel like my job is to allow her to flourish and encourage her and enable her, expose her to everything and yeah. then reinforce what she likes. Um, and That's I the think, healthiest perspective. Yeah, I hope. I mean, listen, I'm going to screw up somehow, but I can at least have you good guys intentions. heard it here first. So yeah, the best of intentions. We'll see what happens. Best intentions. So <laughs> I feel like I would be disappointed if she became a Republican. <laughs> Or a meth addict. I mean, both those oh, two are bottom I mean, of the barrel. Anything the else, same I'm cool. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think those are very yeah, healthy boundaries for your child. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, healthy. Let her know the disappointments early on. Um, okay, let's talk about your entire career. Okay. Oh, digging in. <laughs> let's dig in. Well, I mean, we cov- We didn't even cover Bring It On again. I mean, that was a seminal piece of entertainment where okay. I played a cheerleader who, who i mean a, a ballerina who was healed by chair you know see, i didn't i only saw bring it on i didn't even see bring it on again oh oh so you missed the majesty what, like, that was I, the direct to dvd sequel i don't want any spoilers <laughs> all i remember is that i was sexually harassed by the director <laughs> oh in a bat and, and well okay i don't want to get into it because that probably it might expose me to a lawsuit yeah so let's not talk about it more. All right. Straight to DVD. Uh, let's talk about... Well, one, we're on Twitch right now. Oh, that's right. We're hey. St- hi, Twitch. Who hates me? You do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a question that I have for you. You you stream on Twitch. It's something I'm not super familiar with, but uh, you're also very well versed in a lot of social media platforms. And if you had to assign different social media platforms, different personality types... What would you say? Like Twitch and Instagram and Twitter. Um, oh, so you want me to do all of them? Um, just a couple. I mean, Twitter. Oh, God. Instagram is just it's. Oh, boy. Twitter is like a person that like no offense, Florida, but like uh, it's like Florida. <laughs> really? You <laughs> think it's Florida? Florida is so bad. Well, Twitter. I mean, Twitter to me is like Florida, like has some cool moments, but then it fucks up. And then you're like, come on. <laughs> What? Now you got toxic and you're doing bath salts, but then you got Disney. So I mean, to me, Florida is totally like Vine. It's just dead. And and it was always not a good place to go. And now that it's dead, it just still lives on somehow. Okay, fair. Very fair. I mean, Twitch is like uh, like a sort of aggressive uh, teenager who who wears like a, a sneer. But then if you were nice to him, they might cry later. Oh, yeah, that pretends they don't want, like, exactly. sensitive attention, but exactly. they secretly want to be acknowledged yeah, exactly. and taken care of. Exactly. That's my aesthetic. That's your that's <laughs> yeah. your weakness? Yeah, I also dress like I think most of Twitch users probably dress. <laughs> I went to TwitchCon this year, and yeah, you, you would fit in. I you wouldn't would fit, fit in? You would fit in. I would fit in? No. Hell yeah. Yeah, you would. Cool. I'll, I'll bring my rollerblades. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> Uh, how would you describe Instagram? Like, what is your, in terms of social media, we talked a little bit about this before too. Like, I feel a, a huge sense of burnout recently. And a lot of my like friends have felt a really sen- a big sense of burnout just because we've been doing internet for like 10 plus years. Um, do you have platforms that you prefer over others? Or do you kind of feel like I'm just 
doing it because it's part of my job. I mean, I don't do that anymore. Like my job is not digital anymore. I'm like, I'm working. I mean, I work as an actor and I'm working as a writer a lot in Hollywood. And mm -hmm. the things that I'm working on are mostly writing and acting and producing, Yeah, you know, uh, so I don't, you know, I'm not fully in the digital media space as much as I used to be, which I kind of miss. And that's why I stream which weekly on Twitch. I started okay. five years ago just for fun. And then because I loved it so much, I um, had my company start a Twitch channel, Geek It's Sundry, mm -hmm. and it became a real passion of mine. And um, when a couple of years ago, I just kind of am not um, there anymore at the company, but I still do it because that's my sort of life link to the internet. Yeah. That and my, I do a little podcast called Felicitations, which is me just like in my office at night alone yeah you told me that you you podcast every other by week. yourself and i'm like what yeah it's Should by I just, myself I, I mean i talk out loud at my dog all day that's long. basically what i do except so, it's not my dog <laughs> it's just my imaginary friend the internet who literally will listen to whatever i say it's great so um those are my two sort of link uh life links i mean i love twitter i just mm -hmm. am a writer and i admire um funny writing and um, I love to get enraged about politics, which yeah. I'm always like rage retweeting. And then I'm like, stop. I look at my feet. I'm like, oh, you're awful. So just do a funny thing about a dog butt and then just break yep. it up. You know? Yeah. Um, Instagram is harder for me because I feel like the people I follow really like I'm not certain, but I believe most people have a professional pro photographer in their house. I don't like, get it. Five days out of the week. Like, I, I don't understand how they always have so many different looks and outfits and look yep. so perfect. Yep. And I was never that person. I was always the person that had salad in their teeth, no matter how many people worked on them. You know, like I never feel like I'm actually presentable. I went to dry bar and all I can do is smell the stink of dry bar she on my head right now. She made me smell her hair backstage. Yeah, I was like, smell this, it's too much. You branded me dry bar. It's like a cologne from a guy and then you, and like, you hug them and then it's just on you for yeah. weeks. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing a hat. Cause I'm just full scum up here. There's just let me, I'll just rub some dry bar on here. <laughs> Let's just commingle our follicles. Uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like, so one question that we had coming from Twitter a lot was, what do you prefer or what feels more natural to you, writing versus acting? Is there one, is it just going kind of like, they switch off here and there depending I mean, on what you're working I on. I love acting. I don't do it as much as I would li like, but then of course, if I did more of it, I probably wouldn't like it anymore. I'm just kind yeah. of one of those people that can't folk. I don't like just doing one thing. I get yeah. very bored easily. And so I'm in the middle of two writing projects that are like six month projects. And like I'm week two and I'm like, it's too long. Why <laughs> is this so long? Like delayed gratification was like ruined yeah. for me by the internet. So mm -hmm. I think that, oh God, I've been working on for something two months. It's like five eternities. I think my child is 25 now. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> so, I mean, I like having written, but the process of writing is... The more I force myself to do it, the more it becomes sort of a habit, which makes it easier. But yeah. like getting into it is like, oh my God, it's so hard. Um, I mean, I like acting because somebody else does my hair. Like <laughs> it is literally half my life is just, is this worth doing my hair for? No, I'm going to pass. Yep. Like I'm yep, not yep, even yep. kidding. Like That's, it's yeah. My morning mantra. Is it worth making myself look less gross today? <laughs> That's mm. true. What is our end game today? That's why I can't Instagram. I, I literally, we were talking about this. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I will agree to go to events just so I will force myself to look presentable yep. so I have something on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> this is like not supposed to be what life ended up being, but it just is. Here we are. I know. Here we are. Glamour. Not too deep. 
This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Mercari. Do you have a bunch of stuff lying around the house that you just don't use? A pair of jeans that was only worn once? An old phone hiding in a drawer somewhere? Mercari is an app you can use to sell all this stuff. They make it fast and easy to sell almost anything. Simply take a few pics of your stuff, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. Once it's sold, Mercari emails you a shipping label and you just send it off. No meetups with strangers, no hassles. With Mercari, you can sell everything from fashion to electronics and toys to sporting goods. Over 100,000 items get listed on Mercari every day. Earn an extra few dollars and clear up valuable space in your home with Mercari. The app has over 300,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating. So why not give it a try? Don't let that stuff you don't use go to waste. Sell it, ship it, and get paid with Mercari. You can find Mercari on the App Store or on Mercari.com. M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari. The selling app. No, not too deep. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier, combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable, save the date and invitations, and easy to use planning tools. Start with a free wedding website. It takes just minutes to set up and you can choose from over 100 beautiful designs that fit any style and every type of wedding. Put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gift in one convenient place. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts at all different price points from over 500 brands. There's something for every guest to give and I've had friends that have used this. It is a one-stop shop. It makes what is a stressful experience planning your wedding that much easier. So start your free wedding website and get $50 off your registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com slash grace. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash grace to get $50 off your registry today. Okay, I remember when you started Geek and Sundry, I was so inspired by that because I was kind of still figuring out my, like navigating YouTube and figuring out how my like independence on that platform worked. And I was so, I thought it was just so cool what you're doing. And I was like, oh, maybe I should do something like that. And then the minute I started to think about it, I was like, it's, you're not, you can't do that. There's no way. And so it just feels like such an overwhelmingly daunting sort of um, task to take on. What did you learn about starting and managing and selling a business of that size? I mean, listen, it was uh, a trial by fire. Like I burned to the skin. Like I was a little skeleton walking around. Actually, I was. I look at some of my videos and I'm like, whoa, you were skeleton. Like you you do not look good that are anorexic. Like it was not a good look for me. Because I was so stressed out. I had so... You just, you're, I mean, you're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, I burned out. I was trying to be personality and producer and writer and creator and everything. And it was just too much. Like, it was way too much. I, it was a whole company. We had a slate of things. And I wanted them all to look like TV. And we never had yeah. the bandwidth to do it covered. And then we weren't really supported in the way that I kind of thought that we were going to be. Mm-hmm. Because YouTube is so huge. And we weren't, like, prioritized over other things. And then you're just kind of dumping really high value content that we put so much work into and then someone like farting on camera is getting 10 times the views and it's just like i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) yeah thanks grace sorry i always admire what you were doing because not only were you like an artist you were a personality you were like alone i was like so jealous i was like look at her she's just freewheeling myself (laughs) it's really something to be jealous about (laughs) 
it's less it's less daunting than having a bunch of employees staring yeah. at you for leadership and sure. like why is this not working or like doing payroll you know puke gross it's so grody yeah. and then also just like i don't know i mean i'm a perfectionist and i loved my com- i love my company but yeah. I, I put everything into it would you it, go back and do it again i would love to redo it in a way that really? made it um work better i mean for me better mm-hmm. like i think what we did was amazing i saw like you said i built it up I, yeah. I sold it i think you know there were a lot of mistakes along the way but i think we did more good than bad mm-hmm. i mean a lot of innovative things that we did, like the Twitch channel, I'm the most proud of. Like we built like a really, really strong Twitch channel and started doing things before everybody, like yeah. in certain areas. Like that really, um, I, I miss those days when web video was like that. Same. Yeah. It's not really like that anymore. Like yeah. there's nothing out there. Like all my friends are in that business are unemployed or just in other or fields. So sad. it just kind of cratered. Yeah. It's sad. It's we're sad, all sad now. We're all just sad. <laughs> we're like the people who like were specialized in Victrolas. We're like, oh. Yeah. There's no there's no jobs for our expertise anymore. Yeah. So that took me a second to realize what you said. Hey, like a Victrola. Like, a Victrola is so a weird. music thing. It's an old old timey. It's an old timey <laughs> music thing. Grace here. I'll let me wind it up and tell it for you. <laughs> well, okay, that's the other thing too, is I'm oh anyone that has any music ability, any um uh just natural sort of talent in that world singing or playing an instrument. I am so jealous of because that's like a superpower that I wish I could have. Really? But that would be what you would be like. I if if tomorrow uh-huh. somebody could gift you one gift, what what would it be? That I could sing really well. And also like an Amazon gift card. <laughs> <laughs> I would I just literally thought of this because I've had insomnia for two years since my baby. She broke me. Oh. I think it's just like this hey, is my favorite TED talk about why I should continue to not have a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, um, I used to be a big sleeper and she broke me like she's sleeping now, but I can't sleep. I'm going crazy. Oh man. And I have gray hairs where I was like, where did those come from? It's this baby. I look at her. I'm like, this is, this is your fault. <laughs> Uh, but I think I used to be, my dream would be like learn languages, like in an oh, instant. Cause I yeah. love, I want to be that person who somebody's talking trash about in French. And I'd be like, we be, you know, I'd be able yeah, to like yeah. say like, drop it. Like it, I know your language, <laughs> but I would love to just be able to close my eyes and sleep just on a dime. That oh, would be my dream. Yeah. That's actually a great superpower to be able right? to do. Yeah. It doesn't I, help anybody, but me it's, it's selfish of course, but yes. no, but then you are a better human existing in the world. So my face looks you better. Give back. Yeah. Yeah. It's better for everybody. It's better for everybody. I know. That's what made me so mad. Any ex-boyfriend that I had, they all could sleep anywhere at any time. What is it with men who could do that? Fuck them. I know. <laughs> Was it because they're just tough loved? Like I don't know. Because they can compartmentalize and they don't worry about everything all the time, constantly. Fuck them. Idiots. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. Okay. But, now, but knowing that you have uh, musical prowess, what's your like go-to karaoke song? Um, you know, that That's one, great. Mr. Mister. We have to bleep that out. We don't have the rights to that great. for this podcast. <laughs> so, Can't fun. you used to use like one bar? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But great. I think it's all funnier to have just one long bleep just like, and yeah, everyone yeah. wonders, okay. what the hell is she talking about? Yep. That one. <laughs> that song was explicit. Whoa. <laughs> Um, you travel like crazy. I'm sure not as much anymore because you are in the world of motherhood now. Um, but yeah. I feel you're, how many conventions do you think you've gone to at this point? 
With, but with my baby? No, just, oh, just in, in I your mean, life. I mean, a hundred over, like probably a hundred. Yeah, really? in my career. I, I mean, I still do them with my baby. Oh, and oh. I travel. I travel with her all the time. She's a really good traveler. That's great. And uh, although I took her to Europe, it was like supposed to be my. She's been to Europe already. Yeah, she's a baby. What the? Okay, I know. I didn't even go it. until I was in my twenties, and I'm like, look at this life. <laughs> You're just a princess. You have to get her a little teeny tiny passport. Yeah, she, you have to get, you ha, you can, yeah, you have to get a baby passport. Also, yeah. in order to fly with a baby, even in your lap, they need a TSA card or you can't use your TSA card. What? I got, I got told by, on the border, like, if you bring this baby through here again without a card, I'm going to take yours and rip it up. I literally got told that Whoa. by a TSA official. <laughs> like, I was trying to smuggle her in. I was like, she doesn't know how to get a card. She can't pass the interview. That's she doesn't nuts. talk. <laughs> I had to fill it out and they were like, name the baby's last four residents. I'm like, my womb? I'm not even joking. This is really what happens when you have a baby. Did she have to take like a, a, a photo? For yeah, they did. I took them in for the interview and they were, I was like, are you going to interview her? And they're like, no, she's a baby. I'm like, duh. But they did take a picture. She takes a really good picture. Yeah. I've seen your Instagram. She's she looks really great. Cute. I, know. I know. I should I'm explore so her more. Uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta get some, um, tips on how to take a better, like identification photo. I, it's mine... a Tyra Banks thing. You smize it. Oh, she has a whole article of like how to prepare for your DMV voter that I use every time I have to take a picture. That sounds perfect. Uh, yeah. that that article exists. No, I just look like bloated Kato Kalin in all of my <laughs> IT photos, <laughs> just red faced and sweaty. That's me. <laughs> um, but you've tried, okay. Do you have a standout memory from a convention, good, weird, or otherwise? I mean, I have a million of them. I think with my book, I think I devoted a whole chapter to them because they're so, like, they're so, just part of my world. Like, I built my whole business on on conventions. Like, yeah. I literally, I started when I did Buffy. Yep. And I was like, this is amazing. People like me. Like, I like <laughs> to see people in person liking me. And uh -huh. it really, and I think that sort of fuel made me like digital media when I did it, when yeah. I started doing it. Um, and then when I did my web series, I just loved it so much. I would show up to any convention and just hand out <laughs> bookmarks that I had designed myself. And it was just like the characters were hanging off the bookmark. Like I didn't get the, the, the cut line. So half a face would be off, but I was like, I don't have money to print these up again. I would just stand on the corner and people would just literally trash it right in front of me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but, um, I just love it. And just, uh, it just reminds you that everything that we have in this world is due to one person liking what you like. Right. And, yeah. and anything you do is worth it. If you can impact one other person. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you get in the caught up in like, how many numbers do I have? So how many likes do I have? How many, you yeah. know, how much money am I? No, that's not really what counts. Like when you're making art or creating, it's how you in affect yourself. And then, uh, it's sharing your worldview and making it impact somebody else. So it, it affects yeah. their worldview. Right. So that's what I love about conventions. I mean, my, my highlight is when someone tattoos their body with my face. That's always a good one. Excuse you? What? what? How, you, how many? This has happened more than once. Probably a, six or seven times at least. Wow. Really good. What do you, okay. Do you ever look at it and go, oh, I wish you used a different photo. I mean. That was, uh, I was mm, PMSing. Usually <laughs> they use me in a codex outfit. So like I look like a badass <laughs> and it's not even my body and my oh, boobs are much bigger. So it looks excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I've had some fan art, you know? Yeah. Like there's some people's fan art who like, I don't look like that, but yeah. listen, some of them make me look better. Some of them make me worse. I mean, it's just really a, a toss up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't draw a stick figure. So anything that anyone does is better than me. So it's very, yeah. I, fan art is always very, very cool. 
Um, cause I also am bad at drawing. So yeah. seeing that someone's just like artistically inclined, I'm like, that's cool. But I feel like we could learn how to draw. Like Can an we? artist told me that the other day at a party, I was like, I can't draw. She was like a, a, con- a storyboard concept artist for Marvel. And okay. she's like, she showed me her work. I'm like, Pfft. I'm like, I can't do that. She's like, I can show you. I'm like, really? Cause I might move here. <laughs> just sh- are, you re- are you promising me that if I relocate to San Francisco, you could teach me how to draw like you, because I might just give up everything. Yeah. That sounds great. We'll see what happens. You yeah, I'll let you baby. know. I'll let you know. I'll leave the baby. You Learn want how it? to draw. You want her? Nope. Zero percent. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of people come up to you and it's very like overwhelming and wonderful and sweet and exciting. Have you had a fangirl moment or a missed opportunity of someone that you saw at an event, a convention that you're like, oh God, I don't, I can't even approach this scenario. I saw Minnie Kaling at Dupar's Pancakes once and Ooh. I really felt like given our Twitter provenance, we might've connected. Okay. But then I passed it up because for like two years before that, I followed her for six months and I kept adding her like with funny things. It was before the verified checks really like rose us to the top as co-patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So well, she you never get- acknowledged me. And then I, I, it was almost like seeing her, she was, bet- I was felt like betrayed by an ex. <laughs> even though she never, like, probably didn't even know I exist. I've been texting you. I know. <laughs> Why aren't you Why have you ghosted back? me? Um, I think there's still time for you guys to create that bond. I think you should just continuously at her. It's and really, see it always what works with me and you, right? <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. always reinforce that. The more 100%. persistent and annoying, especially in a group Twitter when they're like yeah. 40 people, they're trying and then just continuous like having a conversation. I just want to just go to their houses. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. It's Sorry. fair. It's all fair. Okay. We were talking about Marie Kondo show. Oh, yeah, we were. Okay. Uh, You've just recently watched it and are inspired by it. Yeah, I'm inspired and creeped out. Okay. (laughs) Like, okay, A, she, okay. I have read the book many years ago and I really love the concept of her. And she seems like a lovely person who's a germaphobe, doesn't want to touch anybody or anybody's things, right? Yeah, that's, yep. She Mm -hmm. does. And then also men are pigs in this show like husbands oh, are see i haven't seen an episode yet oh okay you gotta watch it oh, because spoiler whoa okay well they're just un... the ones i only saw a couple i'm still binging it but okay. the first one especially this guy you could just see on his face that he thinks his wife is just a lazy lazy person <laughs> because he's working 60 to 70 hours a week okay really okay and she's at home with the kids and then literally this is what this is what was so telling because uh-huh. anybody who doesn't have a child doesn't understand how stressful and horrible and it's very much harder oh. on women than it is men because just the, the baby is just so about you at least my baby is just like literally I leave the room and she's like mama like Ugh. okay I'm here Ugh, um, I'm really I'm, <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's Very so disgusting. great to have somebody lo- want you that much, but kind mm. of. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and so Marie Kondo asked them, do you, both of you work? And she says, well, I teach class a couple times a week. That's a part-time job. Yeah. But mostly I'm home with the two children who are under four. Wow. And I'm like, so you're implying that that's not a work, a job. Right. Or B, and you're done. You literally have one and a half jobs, lady. Yeah. You you're know? underselling how much work you put into the world. And then it's week. obvious his attitude is that she's lazy. Ew. Like it was such a dynamic that I just wanted to go in his face. <laughs> but I think that's kind of common because you don't understand. Like, like yeah. it's, it is work. Like if yeah. you got an hourly wage with a, you know, we, we pay people hourly wages to take care of our children. Like, yep. why would you not consider that a whole job even to yourself? Right. 
Also, Marie Kondo, like I wanted to see like a like a container store hybrid where she literally brings in things to organize things in a cool manner. Yeah. She brought like four cardboard boxes and that's it, right? No. She's like, here, this is what could help you with your utensil drawer. I'm like, this is just something that you got sent. <laughs> Somebody sent you something in this box and you brought it for them to organize with. Like, this is not even a thing. <laughs> Nobody here watched this clearly because this is so universal right now. Drag her. It. Drag her. She's a huge fan of the podcast. She'll hear it directly. Oh, I hope so. so. No, I'm just saying that I just expected her to be a little more hands-on. But sure. she, she doesn't even speak English that very well, so it's okay. through a translator, so I don't know. Oh, I interesting. Now, you sold me. I really want to see this show now. I think you're going to be able to have a lot of yeah, um, fertile discussion about it later I in your life. I read the first book a couple years ago. It's great. Came back from an international trip and then dumped all of my clothes in my living room and then got sad <laughs> and nothing sparked joy. Nothing <laughs> at all? Did you just well, literally this, just go... Pfft, uh, it all just got stressful. And I was like, I don't even know what joy feels like now. I well, don't know. If, and then I'm left with clothes like this. So, <laughs> um, But I'm fascinated by it. Um, is there any other shows that you're obsessed with right now? I mean, I love the new She-Ra. Okay. If anybody's watched that, right? Heck yeah. It's incredible. It's so good. And what else have I watched? I mean, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey obsessively for the last three months. It's uh -huh. so good. What's the best part of it it's ancient greece and it's yeah. like you get to play this because i'm playing the woman character cassandra who's like cut as f whoa cool. she is cut she's got like whenever she's like flexing her bicep it has scars on it i'm like you are sexy and there's <laughs> and there's so much like romance and you can romance option mostly women for so, you know i guess what? so it's like just this lesbian greek odyssey of, of of sneaking around stabbing people in the nads and just making love to AI women and I'm just like this is like a perfect game what I don't I, understand it I okay I thought video games were very different <laughs> I think I've been missing out to do when yeah, we get it's home. really good it's really really good and I, I play competently now because um, my stream I think they just love me but they were like okay let's get you trained up because I'm sick of you dying because you're on easy mode why are you dying so much so finally like I've reached the point where I'm semi-competent and I feel just this sense of like oh my god I snuck in there murdered somebody stole the heart and I got out without anybody having to murder extra people I'm amazing like it's my self-esteem is soaring that's what a mother sounds like that quote right there <laughs> yeah uh no that's fantastic I I'm I'm such a terrible gamer, um, but I enjoy the camaraderie of uh, the discussion that happens during gaming. Do you? Oh yeah, you mean like the smack talk? Yeah, I love getting asked to show my tits constantly. Oh, got <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I don't. That's the whole mentality I never understood about game. Like, it's like it's not. A, I mean, I guess it is, it's a sport in some ways, but then sure. people can also game and be bad at it. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like we should all be okay with that. Um, cause it's a hobby, like, unless you're mm -hmm. making a living, like there's two grades of it now, especially, right. I don't know, whatever. Let's just enjoy what we want to enjoy. We're all fucking dying right now. Hell yeah. Like we're a Hell, finite that's number the most of aspirational self. thing I've ever heard. We're all like, going to die some days. So let's, let's have some perspective guys. All right. Not too deep.
This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Pevolve. Ever finish a workout feeling sore to exhausted to function? Not with Pevolve. They are the opposite of a grueling, high-impact, painful workout. It's a completely science-backed method based on mastering precise movements that activate hard-to-reach muscles to create beautiful, natural muscle tone in less time using less energy. Stream workouts ranging from 15 to 60 minutes with new classes each week on the Pevolve app or online. Shape calls Pevolve the burn-so-good workout that the Victoria's Secret Angels swear by. Download the app, watch tutorials, and see dozens of before and after pictures. Then try Pevolve free for one month. Get 50% off the premium Pevolve equipment kit at pevolve.com grace. This is the best deal they have anywhere. Get a free trial for one month and 50% off the premium Pevolve equipment kit at pevolve.com grace. That's pevolve.com grace. Okay, uh, we're going to get to some of your questions if you guys have them in a second. Um, we're going to get into some, some Twitter questions right now. But then there were a lot of them. I, I was like, there's Whoa. a ton. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to ask you the two questions. Ask every single guest oh, that good. is on the podcast, the streamy award winning podcast. Not was too there, deep. Is there a streamy nominate, a, a category for podcasts? Yep, and we want it. Don't know why. Don't know how. But we want it. Was I there to accept the award? No. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here. So the fir- the questions that I ask every single guest that's on the podcast is, uh, first of all, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold spaghetti? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I mean, Marie to Antoinette. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Marie Kondo. And I was like, we're back at this? <laughs> no. I mean... <sighs> I, no, Wait, I, that was a very immediate answer. I don't know. I've been reading. I've, I was listening to this Revolutions podcast about the French Revolution, and she just came to mind because she seemed like a kind of a dipshit. Okay, but you know, royalty always—it's not like they're qualified, right? Right, right, right. They're yeah. just kind of there, right? Yep. Even though I love Meghan Markle, for the record, if I, I just—I <laughs> literally it torments me that I didn't audition enough to be able to become friends with her <gasps> now that she, and then be friends with her now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Retrospectively, I'm like, we could have really gotten along, but then in reality, I'm not cool enough to have been her friend. Uh, I just wanted to go to the royal wedding. Yeah. That would have been cool as heck. Serena Williams was there. I know. Well, her, her whole girl gang is just incredible. Yeah. And I know a couple of them, like, just... So I felt like two steps away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, there in spirit. Been. It was better than Mindy Kaling. <laughs> like, I feel like we'd have a better relationship than Mindy Kaling. There's less, there's less baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There you go. There's less, yeah, there's less Twitter history that you have to delete. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, the other question I ask every single guest that's on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So, for instance, mine is college, jogging, front lawn. Yeah. Mine is... Whoa, you have it immediately. Yay! (laughs) Uh, C-section, afterbirth, curry. Well, that honestly eliminates like 20 of the Twitter questions I had for you. So many people wanted to know if you shit your pants while you gave birth. I didn't. I had a C-section. So I thought I was protected. And then it was the hubris. It was the hubris involved that caused that is. Well... After you give birth, you become so constipated. That, right. Did you know that? Uh, no, but John Green uh, is the first person that educated me that women shit all over the place when they give birth. Oh, you didn't know that? That's why you don't want to do a water tub birth, because literally you can poop <laughs> on your baby. 
Like, I, th- I think a lot of people do this successfully without pooping on their baby, yeah, but there yeah, is yeah. the risk that you poop on your baby and then they have to go to the ER because they have poop in their face. Okay. Right? So I'm going to rename this podcast Birth Control. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I took two minutes. So basically, the, the thing you do not want to do is become constipated. So basically, you take colace, stool softeners, to make sure everything's working down there. Okay. But then I took too many. Oh, no. Yeah. A cautionary tale. <laughs> wow. All right. Very cool. Very Did you cool. not really want a story? I love stories. I, love I feel st- like you're really backing off. Like most people are jovial and make it up. Like that was a real poop story. I, I think, wait, you think I'm backing off of a poop story? Girl. <laughs> I've heard so many uh, three word poop stories in the last six years of my life. I welcome it with open bowels. Uh, um, Okay, here are some Twitter questions. Let's see. Uh, she has played so many beloved characters. Uh, what would be the most epic script written for her? What would it be about? I, at this point in my life, would love to play a, uh, like a, a spinster librarian who has seven cats, who gets transported to a magical realm, becomes a sword fighter, and... Um, saves a whole nation with her sword fighting ability. Okay. Is that cool? Can we do that? I mean, that was wildly specific. Um, I I think we can do that. It feels like it's like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. But with more bloodshed. That's basically what I'd like to do. Let's make it a Christmas one. Uh, Let's just make it Christmas. Everyone loves a good Christmas movie, right? A librarian that becomes a hero. Yeah. Um, Of the sword. Of the sword. (laughs) Uh, okay, someone said, years ago, I had a UCB improv class with Felicia and always wanted to ask, when was the, quote, F it, I'll make my own shit moment? Uh, UCB, UCB meaning the place that I took uh, three, uh, like 101, three to four times, but then I never quite finished it, so I just kept going back until everyone was so young that it felt like I was inappropriately in that class again. I think it was the other place. Okay, the other place. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Um you know, I did it because I was in this um, a self-help group with some other women because we were all sad about our careers mm-hmm. and because they kept showing up with like wins every week and I was just playing World of Warcraft all the time. <laughs> I felt like I should just get off my ass and do something so I wouldn't feel shame sure. at Pancakes that week. So that's why I started <laughs> writing a script. And then one of the women there started doing videos when YouTube just started. And she was like, let's just make this for the web because nobody cares about your scripts. Oh. And I think about that whenever I've, I've run a lot of scripts and then, you know, managers or Hollywood are like, this is shit. But I realized they said that about the guilt too. So right. it's not like what I'm writing is terrible. It's just not right for them right now. Yeah. But the guilt was not right for them. And I did something with that and I made my whole career off of it. Yeah. So I can't get down on my own abilities. I can just keep going. Mm-hmm. And if I want to play the game of pleasing them, that's a whole different kind of writing perhaps than yeah. like the writing I want to do. And that, I guess that's the whole. Um, but that's totally yeah. valid though, because it's not so much solely based on skill set. It's a lot timing. Yeah. A lot of it is yeah. timing. A lot of it is someone just in the right moment saying, Oh yeah, that appeals to me and giving you a yes. Yeah, exactly. As yeah. long as you're just making stuff that either you're catering to that or you're catering to your own soul and mm-hmm. you can't get offended when you're rejected because it's just not right for somebody else, right? Right, yeah. And that's yeah. hard to do because I'm like, this piece of brilliance, what you, you know, like you feel like <laughs> you just get so enraged. You're like, this is the most beautiful thing I ever put on paper. Why are you such a fool? Yeah. Uh, but 
That's how uh, I end every pitch meeting I have. You really do? Why are you all such fools? <laughs> and then smoke bomb and I'm out. Oh my God. Can you do that? Uh, no, you don't get invited back. Okay. But, um, someone wants to know if you could be a celebrity's dog, whose would you be? Mm. I feel like, <laughs> well, that's a really, that's a hard one. I feel yeah. like maybe Kim Kardashian. Cause I just feel like I want to know what people like that live like. Yeah. I want to see firsthand them shake their salads up. <laughs> do they shake salads? Yeah. That's like all they do. They sit and stare at each other on like giant sofas and then they shake Forget their it. I want to be with Oprah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She getting some shit done. Yeah. <laughs> She's always gardening. She's always presenting avocados. Really? Um, her Instagram's fantastic. I don't follow any celebrities on Instagram. You don't? I only follow people I know on Instagram. I was going to ask you, is there anyone that you like social media stock at all other than Mindy Kaling, obviously? I mean, Mindy Kaling for a time on Twitter. Yeah. There are a couple of like... Uh, well, I was giving you the information about Britney Spears' goldmine of an Instagram account. I know, and I should follow her. I know yeah. I don't follow... I For some reason, I started my Instagram like when it first started, and I was mm -hmm. just like, I'm all... Twitter's like the public face. Instagram sure. is only my... So I f follow very few people on Instagram. And when I do, I just start to become so demoralized. For some reason, mm -hmm. the pictures are more demoralizing because I'm comparing myself to other people, especially oh. their thighs or <laughs> like their hair. It okay. all comes back to hair, really. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do we need to go wash your hair? No, right. I just in my heart, I want just like a pixie cut. But when I've done that in my past, I'd never work as an actress for like a year and a half until it grows out to a bob. Like for real. Whoa. I will not work for a year and a half until it is there and it's like suddenly I'm good again like it's so <laughs> weird so like I can't Hollywood. do it until I'm ready to just hang it all up uh, which could be soon <laughs> I know we were talking about this backstage you and I are both barely hanging on right now we really are <laughs> We're like, we're, I think we're like getting into that midlife crisis. We're just like, oh. I don't know. I think I might open just a, like a fruit stand in Peru. Yeah. I keep saying, what day am I going to run into the woods and make scarves out of tree bark and sell it on Etsy? <laughs> it's a viable backup plan. Upcycle. Um, so let's know what's the last thing that happened that made you laugh so hard you cried? Um, wow. Ooh. Uh... God, that's a really, I don't know. I can't, I mean. We can come back to I that. got a unicorn skin in Assassin's Creed the other night and I literally was so happy. I started just like, ah! <laughs> I started doing that for a little bit and I got a lot of subscriptions. There you um, go. Out of that. You just figured out a new branding for no, yourself. it was funny. Like I donate all that to charity, but uh, I don't know what it was. I mean, it must be something my, my kid did. It's usually when she's a smart ass, she's like, no, we're not going to do that. And she just started putting words together. Yeah, yeah. So when she says something precocious, like, come on, man, like she doesn't understand it. That's that, when I think I'm like, oh, she's adorable. Like, uh, <laughs> see, that would scare me. Really? Yeah. A kid that, that is that confident that I'd be like, all right, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I think we have, um, a, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. Um, but I want to open up to you guys that are here in the audience. If anyone has any questions, um, don't feel shy or awkward, but maybe feel both of those things at the same time. <laughs> and if you don't have any questions, I got a million more Twitter questions asking about her shitting, giving birth. So anyone, I didn't shit when I gave birth. I literally made an appointment and they they cut me open. They took the baby out. It was the most humane thing ever. Like I literally had to pick her birthday, uh -huh. which was stupid because I picked her. I could have picked like a cusp birthday between Capricorn and Aquarius. And I just picked full Aquarius. Oh, so does that, it says she sucks. I just, I feel like her odds are less because Capricorns <laughs> yeah. are a little more steady. Anyway, it's all bullshit. 
okay, if anyone has any questions, feel free. Raise your hand. We have a microphone that will come to you, and then you will be um, a very uh, aggressive thing. Also, if you Don't can. be so excited, you guys. There, this is like a magician at a ma- magic show. People are like, <laughs> no, not me, not me, not no, me, not don't me. Pick on me. Yeah. Don't do it. You also don't have to have any questions. You guys all fucking stoned. <laughs> it's San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. They're all high on artisan coffee. Oh, right. oh, oh, I thought that was a, uh, a strand of weed. Uh, go ahead. Oh, we got one. Hi. How's Hi. it going? Hey, um, I had a question in that how important is it for you guys to make your own creative content just for yourself? Since you're already in entertainment, you know, it could be like a weird type of thing, but sure. I mean, I for me, it's, it's, it's a great balance because I hate auditioning. I hate going in... Um, especially for parts that I don't really relate to, but I feel obligated to go and try to do because of the agents and managers and that sort of thing. So I think it's always been very nice and has in my past been very relieving to know when I leave the audition, I have the internet there and I get the freedom to make whatever I want without any gatekeepers. Um, but it's it's a balance. But now I've been doing it for so long that I'm like, ugh, yeah. I gotta figure out a new way to like this again. <laughs> So maybe I, I'll go audition for a bunch and then hate that enough yeah, that I yeah, like you have to do the other thing like oh yeah. it wasn't so bad business wasn't so bad why right. did you leave that that was I mean then they're like then you were like should I go back to that no because you complained a lot there but yeah. do you not complain anywhere <laughs> nowhere I really I think it's really important for everybody to express their creativity I feel like every I'm I'm a big believer and just everybody is creative and needs to have their voice heard in this world. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important because it's the only chance you get to have your voice heard. Like yeah. you, everyone's unique and we all ha- see the world in a different way. And if we don't express that, then we'll never affect anybody else who will then go on to affect other people. It's really our way of just getting in the gumbo, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, whenever I feel really frustrated, I know that, um, I love the fact that there's always an outlet to do something that's a little odd or a little small and, Anything I've ever done, even if it, the fancy stuff is what people admire, like Supernatural or like any of the TV shows that I've done. But um, the thing that I will always uh, cherish the most are the things that I did that d- kind of defied people's expectations and really represented me in a, in a pure way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of if, if that's where your greatest satisfaction is, I think that's where you should probably at least always invest a little time. Yeah. I also think and tell me if you feel this way it helps me feel less alone. Like if I tell a story or if I uh, express something that someone else says, I relate to that. I, I get what you're saying. Then it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Now we don't feel alone in this. And maybe this kind of like, um, this creates new connections in terms of like uh, just personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's more universality, especially with things that make you feel more alone. Like um, with my book, a lot of people responded to it because it was, I talk a lot about mental health and depression and anxiety and all sorts of things that you have to overcome in order to create and exist as a person. And um, when people say, hey, that really resonated with me and it made me go do X, like that's yeah. very important. And it also makes fe- me feel like, in the process of sharing that I'm discovering things about myself and exposing them and knowing that, you know, I am not alone in the experience that I'm, I'm having. Totally. So I think that's really important and we can't grow from other people unless others are sharing those. Um, I, I think we'd find if everybody were as open and transparent about their lives that we'd all have way more in common than we don't. But, um, a lot of people 
try to manufacture image and brand and things like that from the outside, or they get trapped in something that people see them as, and then they aren't allowed to grow past that. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had that in my career a lot. Like I became like this to some people. And then when I did something different, they feel like betrayed betrayed or something. And we're, we're all constantly flowing through life and changing and growing. And if we're not, we're stunting ourselves. And sometimes you have to be willing to let go of things in the past to move on, to find out what else you could be. But it's hard to look at that as a positive when you're risking so much and moving on in life. So I just got really philosophical. Well, you I'm made sorry. this fucking deep. Jesus, <laughs> fuck. That you had one job. I'm to so keep sorry. It not deep. I shit myself as well <laughs> in 19. 19- hey, we're back, baby. <laughs> um, are there any other questions out there? Because we've, we've reached basically like the end of the podcast and Felicia's got to get to the airport and I don't want to. I do. I'm sorry. I can't. Up. I would love to say hi to anybody who came for me. Probably nobody. But. Um, <laughs> I have to go to the airport uh, immediately, so. Well, we usually end the podcast with a fortune cookie that is, you know, um, specifically and uniquely designed for our guest. However, my Not Bread for Survival director-producer um, was not able to bring that with him. Why don't you just time? give me some lotto ticket numbers, and then somebody can run those, and if they win, they can give me half, okay? S- yeah, here we go. Six, nine, six, nine. <laughs> That's it's a winner every time. That's four people just giving each other oral sex? Is that what happens on the weekends? Um, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> um, Felicia, where, what can people be excited about? What are you up to? What can you yes. talk about? And where can people find you if they don't already know? Okay. One, you can watch me streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Felicia Day. I do it every Saturday night. So if, you, if you're like me with no Heck life, yeah. come hang out. Um, sometimes on Fridays. Uh, I also have my own podcast called Felicitations. It's every two weeks. It's very loose, not like this or actual efforts put into it, but come on over. Um, I'm doing a new podcast. It's an improv science fiction podcast. It's really funny. It has Colton Brown and Janet Varney and Steve Berg, and we're traveling through space as incompetent people. It's called Voyage to the Stars, and that's out next month. And you can watch me on Mystery Science Theater on Netflix. I am in the new season, and hopefully we have another season. I don't know. Maybe coming, hopefully. But the last one is really good, so please watch it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here and making time. And thank you guys so much for being here. We'll see you guys next time. Another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. This Grace Helbig. This episode of Not Too Deep was brought to you by Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. Just take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. With buyers in all 50 states, stuff really sells and everything ships easily. So there are never any awkward meetups. You can find Mercari on the app stores or on Mercari.com. That's Mercari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep was brought to you by Pevolve, a completely science backed workout method based on mastering precise movements to create beautiful muscle tone in less time using less energy. Download the app, watch tutorials, and see dozens of before and after pictures. Then try Pevolve free for one month and get 50% off the premium Pevolve equipment kit at pevolve.com slash grace. This is the best deal they have anywhere. Get a free trial for one month and 50% off the premium Pevolve equipment kit at pevolve.com slash grace. Pevolve.com slash grace.